everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Tales from Novus podcast. We are taking a break from our regular group to bring you a fun side quest from another part of the world of Novus. Today's group will give you a perspective on the antagonist of our story, the Empire of Kalam. That's right, our group will be playing evil characters today to give you a glimpse of the life as a person from Kalam. In this case, our characters will be playing Zealots of the Light. Think like special op crusaders. The people of Kalam, otherwise known as Kalamians, definitely don't see themselves as evil, like the Christian crusaders didn't see themselves as evil. In our case, the Zealots of the Light think they are doing the world a favor by murdering any non-human that exists, even other humans that don't see things their way or follow their rules. They honestly believe they are making the world a better place, and the only way to save it is to conquer it by spreading the word of their god, the All-Mother. Are they right or wrong? Are all Kalemians the same? You'll have to keep listening to figure this out for yourself. This will be a Pathfinder first edition campaign as always. Remember to go to the description, find our socials, and click and like our stuff. We have a map on Twitter that gets updated as the campaign goes along and makes things easier to follow. For now, this will be a one-off campaign, but if you like it, we'll do more in the future. So let's just get into it. We'll get into it today by introducing our special guest, our friend Alex. He has played with us many times before and even has some experience in Novus from our other campaign. Say hello, Alex. Hello, Alex. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's hilarious. <laughs> it's not just my looks. <laughs> he is very handsome. Technically, we are still damn. We're just replacing Alexei with Alex, as we still have Nick, who was Travis, and we still have Mike, who was Anders from the other campaign. Right. <laughs> no, not that voice anymore. You got a new voice. You now. knew there'd be some Anders. <laughs> <laughs> he haunts my dreams. You guys know Nick and Mike. Let's hear a little bit about Alex. All right. Uh, I must confess, this is my first time recording audio before, so... Uh, if I do anything weird, well, just chalk it up to uh, newbies. What, you never uh, left a phone message before? Uh, yeah, I send dick pics via audio. <laughs> just describing yourself. <laughs> I, uh, I play a lot of tabletop gaming, but uh, it's mostly board gaming. Um, I would say Seven Wonders is probably my favorite. I'm currently playing uh, D&D 5th Edition right now with a different group. I actually uh, skipped out on them today to be with this group. <gasps> Scandalous. Don't, don't tell them. I'm uh, his favorite DM. Uh, I it's a good thing this won't be broadcast on the internet. Very <laughs> yeah, they don't know what day this is yeah. <laughs> or even what year it is. They're not going to listen. I don't really have any uh, Pathfinder 1st Edition experience. So uh, if I mess up the rules, it's because I'm thinking about Dungeons and Dragons. Well, we don't have to worry about that because we have the power of editing. Unless it's funny, then we'll leave it in. That's what she said. <laughs> so for leave it in, take it out. Leave it in, take it out. Oh, I'd also just uh, if it's like funny. We'll leave it in. I'd also like to point out that uh, Alex is a TV star as well, uh, star of uh, the hit show The Good Doctor. <laughs> yeah. So you could see him on that show for three seconds. Yeah, he's all, actually the doctor. Three very powerful seconds. That's all I need. <laughs> don't be modest i don't even remember what episode it was <laughs> <laughs> anyways let's move on for character creation purposes our characters are evil i've only ever done one evil session before so i'm excited for this one all right you evil bastards and bitches and bitches <laughs> let's introduce the characters you have chosen to play for this campaign what do they look like and tell me a bit about your character background 
In alphabetical order, let's go, Alex. Hello there. My name is Destard Calabria. I am a swashbuckler of the second level. The power and glory of Kalam inspires me to swash my buckles. Uh, flash my sword around in flashy ways. I really like using my rapier. (laughs) (laughs) My arm may not be strong, but it is very fast. If you want to know just how fast, ask your mother. (laughs) Despite finishing first every single time, she keeps coming back for more. All right, you know, <laughs> don't really know what to say to that. I'm here to uh, make my way up the ranks of the zealots and, uh, you know, get myself uh, a nice woman or four. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Mike. <laughs> How am I supposed to get into my character now? <laughs> <laughs> Do it Frenchly. I think this start is already in your character. Oh, my God. I take all comers. Yes. So, my character's name is Marlo Reynolds, and he's a rather shady character, you could say. Keeps to himself and prefers the darkness. It's where I can... Keep my secrets best. That's not for you to know. No. (laughs) I am the captain of my unit. And we go on hunts for those that are lesser. My character, if you could call it that, is one of a slayer. Someone must finish the hunt, and I suppose that is me. Yes, delicious. That's about all you need to know for now. Not creepy at all. <laughs> Let's move on with our last character, Nick. Hello, my name's Rosalind Blevinson. <laughs> See, um, well, I've been with the squad for four years now. I joined when I was 18 as soon as I could. I grew up here in Clam and was always a devout sister and believer in the All-Mother. My skills are specially tuned (laughs) to finding and seeking out those that are non-believers, the filth and the infidels that I see scattered about this land. I play an inquisitor, and my light shall be her light, and we shall root out the darkness." This is going to be a weird campaign. All right, now that that's out of the way, we can start our adventure. And that begins with me talking a bunch. Our story starts in the capital city of the Empire of Kalam, Pararit. It's in the middle of the Desert of the Fated, the middle of the visible world of Novus. It is the fifth of Gosran in the year 300. This is the same year as our other campaign from the Adventures in Novus, but in Kalam, they started counting years since the All-Mother had blessed them with her presence. Our characters start the day as they start every day when they're in the capital. In church. In the beginning, she was alone, a whisper of sound surrounded by endless darkness. 
She did not yet know her purpose, but she knew that there had to be more. A charismatic custodian of the light cries out with a passion only found in the truly devout. He was an older man with a bald head and a long white beard. He is dressed only in a white loincloth to show off all the circular burns he wears like badges of honor. He directs sunlight with a magnifying glass to apply these burns to show off his commitment to the faith. The All-Mother with her infinite wisdom then knew what she must do. She could not battle such darkness by herself. She would have to wait for the right time, the right path to lead her to us, her rightful followers. The custodian continued atop a platform in the middle of a mirrored parabolic dish. It is shining the sun's light on him from above an opening in the ceiling. He's in the center of a large square room filled with thousands of devout Kalimians seated around his bright stage in the pyramid temple known as Sancti Lux. The All-Mother saw her opportunity and she took it. She found Novus, found the most devout in the people of Kalam, and since then we have prospered. The custodian of light continued his enthusiastic performance with tears streaming down his face, all the while sunlight covered him from every single angle, making it appear as though he glowed. Every person here is hanging on the curator of light's every word. With a flourish, he finishes. Anything and everything for the All-Mother! He cries out as he reaches up to the sky with his hand clenched in a fist. Back, Back to, to the warmth, warmth we, we must, must go. go. That was a nice service today. <laughs> it is always nice to see all of Kalam come out for these things. I love the smell of his flesh burning. Yes, yes, very inspiring. Yes. You are both as unnerving as ever. With that, the custodian of light takes his leave. Being zealots of the light, a high rank in the Empire of Kalam, you get to beat the crowds and leave the temple first. Today is a big day, one you always look forward to. You are to meet the High Wizard of Kalam, second in command to only the Emperor himself, Master Dia. His name is Echo, and he is as old as Kalam itself. Every time he dies, he is reincarnated to once again serve the All-Mother and the family of the Emperor through their generations. It is only the Zealots of the Light and the Emperor himself that get to see him, as his grotesque appearance is hard to stomach. You guys travel through the capital city of Pererit, a flourishing and immaculate city. And although it's in the middle of the desert, there are palm trees, small ponds, fountains with benches around them, and various small to large sandstone buildings built in an orderly fashion. You are heading for Echo's Tower in the very center, the largest tower in the city. At the very top sit eight large golden ear trumpets pointed out in all directions, all leading into a domed roof. I wave out to all of the people that appreciate my greatness. People bow to you as you pass them. May the light bless you, zealot. Enough with your peacocking about, you fool. I like the way that they stare at us, but I don't like to be watched so much. <laughs> you enter the tower as you've done many times before, passing guards with the symbol of a black star inside of a yellow one. It's painted on their breastplates. It's a symbol of the All-Mother. They have morning stars on their weapons belts, the favored weapon of the All-Mother. You make your way up the stairs to the top of the tower and reach the final level. At the end of the hallway, you see another zealot dragging a beautiful woman through the door ahead of you. It's not an uncommon sight. You know why this is happening. 
You make your way down the hallway. There are tapestries on the walls of past victories of the Empire of Kalam, including the fall of Storm Shadow, the last Sky Citadel of the Dwarves, the expansions of Atro Kalam and Odo Kalam, successful conquest of Master Dia's father and grandfather, expanding their territories outside of the desert to the east and west, respectively. Once great cities that will soon be forgotten in time. When you finally get to the doors at the end of the hallway, the zealot leaves without the lady he was escorting. He sees you guys and says, Always the pretty ones. And this one is probably the prettiest one yet. He shakes his head and he passes you. She is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> the doors are left open for you guys. When you enter the room, you see him. The dark wizard. The high wizard of Kalam. The man feared all over Novus. Echo. To look at a bald man with no eyes in his eye sockets, his nostrils sewn shut, no tongue, no ears, it can be quite a shock. If you haven't seen him before, but you have. Adorned in a simple black robe with no hood, Echo has a wicked smile on his face, as he always does when adding a new girl to his collection. A constant cycle, and they don't last long. Echo's chambers are circular, and they are a dark place having no torches or windows. The only light comes from the back of the room around a closed door. The rest of the room has the eight large listening horns made of gold coming down from the domed ceiling above. At each end is a beautiful human female, standing, head down, hair covering their faces, motionless. He was admiring his latest, hand on her chin, moving her head from side to side, somehow seeing without eyes. How he uses the women and the horns is a mystery. It is just known that secrets are hard to come by in Kalam. Echo always knows. Echo lets go of the woman's head and touches her shoulder. She turns to look at you with a haunting, empty expression. She speaks, but they are his words. May the light bless you, my zealots. Back to the warmth we must go. It is nice to see you. Thank you for heeding my call. I have yet another mission for you. They think they are sneaky, the elves. They do not know that I hear all, I see all. Northwest of Dark Lake, there is an elven encampment. This is too close for infidels to be to Kalam. They must be questioned. What was their purpose here? Then they must be eliminated. This is a standard mission from the High Wizard. Acquire information and eliminate. We cannot have the riffraff around here. Echo lets go of the woman's shoulder and her head drops down lifelessly. He circles his room to the next woman and touches her shoulder. Her head shoots up and stares at you. Another haunting look and he continues to talk through this one. As always, you must protect our lands as you travel through them. Check any suspicious travelers. We cannot have infidels going through our lands. Remember to get as much information as possible before killing any infidel. Use your special techniques, and as always, feel free to keep the spoils you collect along the way. Yes, of course. May the light touch all that is dark. Once again, he lets go of the woman's shoulder. Her head drops down, and he moves slowly to another. Echo touches her shoulder, and she lifts her head to face you. He continues talking through her. I will have a zealot who has been spying on the camp. 
You'll be shown on a map where he is on the way out. He will have information for you. It is imperative you not be captured. If you are taken back to the elven capital, you will be questioned by their leader, Iridora, the flowers bloom. She has techniques that will get information out of even the most stubborn of zealots. The guards will give you all a poison. You are to take this poison to prevent this from happening. That is all, my zealots. Take your leave. Anything and everything for the All-Mother. Back to the warmth we must go. The traitorous scum shall be dealt with accordingly. You all bow and take your leave. On the way out, a guard each gives you a fatal dose of poison and a map. How convenient. These nafirs will never take us alive. Yes, poison. As if there weren't more satisfying ways to end one's life. We'll see about that. You always have a blade if you get scared. So now the adventure begins, and it begins with you three on camels riding south through the desert of the Faded. The map on Twitter makes it easy. This camel smells terrible. <laughs> I think that's you. <laughs> it wouldn't be. You know it's a day's ride through the desert to the south where the desert turns into grasslands. It's another day's ride through the grasslands to get near the elven encampment where you can see on the map that's where you're supposed to meet the zealot. It's a beautiful sunny day. Not too hot, but hot enough to feel the glorious warmth of your god. A slight wind makes the sand dance in circles in certain areas as you go up and down sand dunes in a southerly direction. I now leave the floor open to you guys. What are you talking about or thinking about as you travel across your homeland into the dangers of yet another mission? I do love the way the sun is kissing my skin right now. The All-Mother has truly blessed us this day. Uh, yes, the sun. How glorious and wonderful it is to be in the sun. I would like to see what's coming now. Come forth, my friend, Regala. <laughs> and I summon an eagle. <laughs> and yeah, before everybody, a fiendish eagle appears. So it's it's got kind of like, almost like flame wings. It's all black. It kind of looks charred. See if there are any, any infidels with your keen senses and report back to me. And it takes off into the air. Does your eagle feed upon its targets? It's not of this plane. It does not require the food that we do. But it will eat anything that I command it to. <laughs> Pity it doesn't do it naturally. I'd, like, I'd love to see a hunt in the wild. We can observe if I tell it to. That's delightful. Uh, one way or another, it is eyes in the sky for us. <laughs> I can't contain it. It's so good. The joint, the super creepy. <laughs> I'm trying to make it normal. Yeah, it's no, you're the most working. normal. That's why it's, it's perfect. perfect. It's working. <laughs> All right, so you guys travel for three hours. I'm going to roll a dice just for no particular reason. I'm nervous. Three hours pass by. Another three hours pass by. Wait, what's that? What are you doing here? And another three hours pass by. Okay. You guys are not worried. You guys have crossed this desert many times. You know the path. You have a map. This is... And you got the beautiful light of the All-Mother bathing you. You guys are quite happy. 
So, nine hours have passed, and... My ass is very sore from this saddle. The sands start slowly changing into the type of desert landscaping consisting of high, largely barren, hard, rocky plateaus. Life starts to thrive near the edge of the desert as darkness descends. You see large, flat areas of grasses with shrubs and the odd small tree. Night is starting to fall as you leave the desert. What do you do? Do you want to make camp? Do you want to ride through the night? What is your plan for the night? Who has travel rations? And you know your watch order. As lovely as the mother's kiss is on my skin, it is nice to see the plants around. Yes, some shade, finally. Why do you seek the shade so quickly, my brother? <sighs> yes, well, in order for the light to shine brightly, the darkness must be present, you see. Mm, wise words, I shall enjoy the last embers of light as they tip over the mountains. Yes, quite the spectacle, isn't it? So we're trying to wind down camp. Yeah, you want to find a place to settle down. Um, for example, you could roll a perception check to find a good area to make camp. If you want to find, let's say, cover. Or, do you want survival or... I'll I'll use perception. I don't have survival. It, whatever your whatever your highest is, perception or survival. I'll take that. Twenty-four. Nineteen. Uh, I rolled a four. I am so blessed by all of the sunlight out right now. Yes, you're like a bird distracted with itself in a mirror, aren't you, Destard? Ah. You saw my little mirror that I carry with me, did you? Keeps you focused, right? Yes, on what is important. So while Destard is distracted with his mirror, Marlo, with his perception check, sees a good spot where there are some minor cliffs. And Rosalind agrees that that would be a good spot to set up camp with the cover around. You approach this area, and how do you set up camp? Like, you, do you have a tent? I brought anything? my large tent. It sleeps four people. Lovely. So you're going to sleep, like, ass to face, or what? It's big enough. It's cost. It's 40 fucking pounds, man. I know, but when I buy a tent, you know, like, it says it fits four people, but really it's one person, you know? But this is, like, the second largest tent. Okay. All right. For fantasy purposes, we'll say this it's, tent's it, big it, it's, right. it's one step below a pavilion tent. All right. We'll so move on. Just... Yeah, I almost bought a collapsible bath too. What is your, what is your watch order? I wear it on my left hand. I would love to watch the sunset. Ah, well, let Destar take the first watch then. I'm going to get some sleep. Yes, well, I enjoy the darkness, so give me the, the graveyard. <laughs> I mean, the night shift. Yes. All right, Marlo, I will wake you up next. Then I shall see the first glows of Mother when she wakes us all. Yes, how appropriate. Have a creepy night, you two. <laughs> As I go to bed, I cast a few spells. I cast Bed of Iron to let me sleep in my armor, in case anything happens. And I cast Summon Kangaroo, and I, s I have Mrs. Tumbles come and sit with me while I sleep. What are you doing with your camels? I ate mine. <laughs> <laughs> we should 
Let me let me see if I'm. Well, I mean, what do you do with a camel? You stake them to the ground or what? Entire. I've never had a fucking camel before. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> would Would this be a ride skill check? To what? Well, I'm 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 letting uh for flavor purposes. I don't really care about the ride skill check. But for securing them, mm. I want to have some fun. Yes, let us yeah. secure the camels. Let's see if they run off. <laughs> Derek wants to make them run away. No, we must secure them. We do not want to be caught out in the sun. Well, we have a, your tent here. We could tie them up to it. I have rope. And I manacles. do as well. I have manacles too. But I, I am not into that sort of kink. There are trees around. Yes. Yes, maybe we should use a tree. I'm not used to these large objects growing around me such. I use sleight of hand to tie my knot the best that I possibly can. Ah, yes. What an idea. I have that too, I think. Eleven. I rolled an eight, but I have a plus nine, so that's a seventeen. So Marlo rolled an eleven, Destar rolled a nineteen. What did Rosalind roll? Actually, mine was a 17. I'm not good at paying attention. I rolled a minus two. A minus two? <laughs> oh, no. I throw my rope at a tree. <laughs> <laughs> hoping that it'll catch one of the branches. <laughs> so Destard and Marlo do a very nice knot. and They find a solid branch and they do their job quite well. Rosalind just kind of droops it over a twig and walks away. Can I give the camel a sort of hand job to make it stay? Roll a d20. That's not a good hand job. It's another one. <laughs> That's his tail. <laughs> so you guys are start your watch, please. Do I, do I notice, because I'm on watch first, that one of my compatriots is <laughs> masturbating the tail of a camel? And you're just mashing it. You're not even doing it right. Do I need to roll perception for that, or is that just something that sticks out? You you all definitely saw her stroke the tail. What the fuck is going on over there? Have a lovely evening. I don't know if I can anymore. <laughs> Good night. So Destar is going to take the first watch, and that watch is four hours. I'm going to roll for no particular reason. Destar... One hour into your watch, I'm going to need you to roll a perception check. What do I see outside? <laughs> that was a 12, and my perception is a 4. You can just give me the full number. <laughs> that is actually a perception of 5, so 17, you stupid. With a 17, you see all three camels get spooked. Two of them try to escape, but can't, because they are well tied. The third one makes a break for it. What do you do? Hey, everybody! The camels are getting away! So after I shouted out about the camels, I run after the one camel getting away. Before you run out for the camel running away, I'm going to need a perception check from Rosalind and Marlo. Nineteen. Nine. So you both pass. So... It's time to set up combat. Oh, <laughs> oh no. So to get woken up, it was a DC-5. It's an easy wake up. You guys both wake up. So we are going to do this turn by turn. 
I need everyone to roll initiative. Uh, 23. I like to act first. Rosalind also got 23, but uh, I have a bigger initiative, so I go first. I don't know what I was doing outside, but I got to 14. I guess for this situation, I was knocked off my bench. I fell on my ass, and now I can't act very well. Yes, you were probably looking at yourself in the mirror again, weren't you? What was your name? Dendard? Destard. Dendard. <laughs> Destard. <laughs> Destard is like bastard, except you replace yeah. the B with a D. Yes, you're like a destructive bastard. I love it. Exactly. You're my destructive bastard. I enjoy when they replace the B with the D. <laughs> <laughs> There's no finer experience than draining the blood from a body. Coagulating the blood into a pudding. (laughs) (laughs) And then feeding the pudding to unsuspecting diners. Ah, yes, foie gras, I do enjoy. Yes, you love my foie gras, don't you, Destard? You love it. You don't question anything. Your cooking always upsets me, but it tastes very good. Delicious. So as the camel started to run away, Destard, you also saw movement in the grass 15 feet away from the camel. And they will act first. Like Jurassic Park, the grass is part. And the first creature you saw movement from goes up to cut off the camel's escape. It lunges from the grass. You see an unusually large wolf that has an evil, almost intelligent light shining in its deep red eyes attack Rosalind's camel. Hits for 11 damage. Wow. Taking a huge chunk out of the camel's hump and fails to trip it as well. The camel somehow stays strong and on its feet after taking a huge blow to its back. The second creature in the grasses moves up to flank the camel. It hits. And this one goes for the jugular. Hmm. As any good wolf should. For four damage. You could see it was a slightly smaller wolf coming from the grasses. And your camel drops down dead, bleeding from its back and its neck. Gertrude. Ah, you love to see a hunt in the wild. Nothing but a mother teaching her young how to feed. It is Rosalind's turn. Rosalind will reach beside her and slide on her buckler and pick up her morning star and move out of the tent to see what is assailing us. You come out to a scene of carnage as you approach the smaller wolf-like creature as you leave the tent. On the other side of the dead camel, you see an even larger wolf. I would like to strike forth with my morning star, swinging for a 15. A 15 hits. Oh my. Let the carnage begin. I come down at it for five damage. You smoke it in its hind leg and you hear and do a fair amount of damage to the smaller wolf-like creature. It is now Marlo's turn. Yes. Time to join the hunt. 
Marlowe exits the tent and he sneaks around the backside using his adept knowledge of the dark. And he wields his falchion and raises it high above his head and slashes down upon the backside of the smaller wolf. All right, so you flank on the other side of Rosalind and let's roll your d20 to attack. Is that a... 24. Oh, but what's your crit That's range? a critical. That's, critical. Yes, I need to verify this. So you rolled an 18. That's a critical threat. With my falchion, yes. Oh, too bad. So, but no, but plus, plus six, six. Still. Yeah. So if it hits, 14. then it's a confirmed critical. Oh, I see. Uh, that's how it works. I thought you had to get a critical again. No. Okay. So what's the total? 14. 14, yes, I want to see the blood and guts. Let me, I'll show you a true lesson of nature. 14 is a hit. Yes. That is a critical hit. Oh, yes. Delight for all mother. Bathe me in your violent rewards. Well, to see how many violent rewards you get, roll for your damage. Yes, Marlowe hits with a critical, critical strike of 22 damage. You split this wolf in half with what, your falchion? My falchion, yes. <laughs> it sings with glory. You wouldn't understand. You just hear a yuck. <sighs> Look at the innards. They're spilling. They are spilling definitely out. Definitely spilling. It seems you are a little bit right about the darkness sometimes. Yes. The light can come from the darkest of places. Oh, yes. The greatest of glories come from the darkness. You will see this. You will feel this. It is now Destard's turn. All right. I notified my compatriots and they spring into action now it is my turn I move up to the remaining wolf and I stab at him with my repair I have rolled a six but I am so skillful I get a plus seven for a 13 13 misses I look so foolish right now <laughs> I just ducked right out of the way As you were going for the kill shot Top of round 2 It is now the bigger wolf's turn After dodging the attack of Destard The bigger wolf decides to enact its revenge And it goes for a big bite And it misses as Destard dances out of the way You cannot hit me it is now, it is now Rosalind's turn. Seeing that the person is there, I'm going to take a five foot step closer to get behind Estahad. But I see that he has an open flank, the wolf on the other side. So I will spend my standard action to summon Athena, my fiendish dog friend. Come here, Athena, here girl. <laughs> and a dog appears on the other side of the wolf. That's not a full round action? It's a standard action for me because I'm a monster tactician. Fancy you. So we'll get the dog on the board there, flanking the large wolf creature on the other side of Destard next to a brutally murdered camel. And it now is. it is the dog's turn. Oh, it's the dog's turn right away? It gets to act right away. You greedy girl. It attacks with its bite attack. My little Athena rolls at 19. That hits. For three damage. Canine on canine crime as your little dog bites at the heels of a large wolf-like creature. That's a girl. Go dog, go. It is now Marlo's turn. That bitch is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you have dog some... or Rosalind? 
that bitch. Okay. <laughs> if you have peanut butter later, you'll see where it licks. As ever, you push the boundaries of what I am comfortable with. I didn't know you had boundaries to start. Marlo's turn, please. (laughs) This is too good. (laughs) Marlo's just like listening to this. He's like, oh, yes, yes. Yes. Marlowe shall take a step to his left and raise his falchion once more and bring it down upon the neck of the larger wolf. So you five foot adjust, flanking with Destard, and you do your attack. I suspect I may have gotten a little overzealous and missed. It happens to the best of us. It is now Destard's turn. Well, inspired by my comrade missing, I am going to show him how exactly to put steel into a monster. I may have made the most foolish mistake by rolling a one. (laughs) (laughs) So upon missing on your first attack, you kind of just spun around and forgot that you had to attack again. Hopefully you'll be ready for the next one. I got my cape caught in my arms. I looked great doing it, that's all. Still focused on Destar, the big wolf-like creature will attack again. It bites and misses again. I thought Travis wasn't in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this seems all too familiar. <laughs> it is now Rosalind's turn. Seeing my little Athena on the other side doing so well, I take a five-foot step forward, and now the f- party is flanking together. I would like to attack with my morning star. Uh, 18. 18 hits. Wonderful. For six damage. Yes, mash it to a pulp. With your morning star, you hit it in the shoulder. A couple points hit it and blood gushes out. But the large wolf-like creature shrugs it off and growls. Athena, finish her. 12. 12 misses. We'll get her next time. <laughs> Marlo's turn. Yes, if anyone's going to finish around here, it shall be me. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'll drain your blood and coagulate it into some sort of pudding. <laughs> I cannot wait for this breakfast. Yes, uh, 15. 15 hits. Excellent. Yes, let's see how much blood shall flow. So what did you hit for? 11 plus 6, 17. 17. So you hit for 17. Yes, and my Anders, I, this name is ringing in my head for some reason. With a 17, you do a mighty blow with a big slice at its flank, making a huge cut, blood gushing everywhere. But it's still somehow alive. Mmm, pity. Destard's turn. Well, that was very inspiring. Let me see what I can do next. Do it. Do it. I rolled a 10. Plus 7 is a 17 to hit. Plus 2 from flank? That is a 19. (laughs) That is a hit. I will roll my d6 with my rapier as it penetrates this monster's flesh. For 7 damage. Destard, how do you want to do this? With a flourish. I twist my wrist as the blade enters the monster. 
it hits him right in the heart. He dies. He definitely <laughs> dies. I bow at my adversary. He was very powerful, but I was more so. As his eyes dim and shut, and the large wolf falls to the ground. Back to the warmth. He must go. <laughs> so combat is over. You have taken care of the large wolf-like creature and the smaller one. But you are now minus one camel, and there is still a night to go through. If there's nothing else, I'll assume that Rosalind and Marlo make their way back to the tent to finish sleeping, and Destard has three more hours of watch left. Don't worry. I will pay better attention in the future. Marlo scoops up some of the blood to save for coagulation later. <laughs> Do you like the camel blood or the wolf blood? I shall take a mixture of both, I believe. Do you want to check to make sure that wolf is safe? Something was funny with its eyes. Ah, yes. Yes. A little rabies won't hurt our friend. I'm sure. As always, your creepy actions I do not question. <laughs> I just wish it was different. You better not question them. Destard's watch is over. It is time to wake up Marlo. Hey, Marlo. Yes, what is it? It is the witching hour. Ah. I know that you prefer to be awake right now. Yes, indeed. I don't have morning wood, I have night wood, you see. <laughs> it is a good thing it is dark in here. Yes, yes, we wouldn't want to traumatize you, would we? I'm just worried that you are bigger than me. I didn't realize that was in question here. Not that I would know. So we'll see what happens during Marlo's watch. Marlo's watch passes without incident. It is now time to wake up Rosalind for her turn. Yes. Picture Marlo waking me up with like a knife to my throat. Yeah, yeah. you wake up to me like kind of like admiring the shape of your skull. I'm just kind of like, yes, this would do nicely. Ah, yes. And then you, I, see, I see you open an eye. I'm like, ah, yes, Rosalind. It's, I believe it is your time for watch. You were watching me again, weren't you? Well, <laughs> one must watch all things. You can have it when I'm dead. Ah, noted. Now it is Rosalind's watch. <laughs> Good God, what have I done? <laughs> the sun is rising for Rosalind's watch. And it passes without incident. Ah. The Old Mother has blessed us again this day with her warmth and light. It is another beautiful day. I just said that. <laughs> it is the morning of the second day of the journey. The sixth of Gosran. You break camp, and without three camels, you guys go at a slower pace. But you still lead the two that you have. It's another beautiful sunny day. What an amazing omen! A couple hours into the journey, you see something in the distance. I'll need a perception check. 24. 19. 
I have rolled a nine. I am still looking at myself. <laughs> it's always Destard is just checking himself out in the mirror. But Rosalind and Marlow see a large four-wheeled caravan approaching you guys from the south going north. It has a middle-aged human and a teenage human riding in the front of it, and it's led by an impressive-looking horse. How many feet wide is this caravan? <laughs> it is a 20-foot road, and the caravan is five feet wide. Someone has to keep track of that with yeah. the accent up being yeah, here. Yeah, so. we've fallen into these troubles before. How impressive is this horse? Like a nine out of ten? How impressive is my camel? Like a six? He must be very tired from carrying two people. <laughs> you guys were walking the camels. Carrying me and then dragging around Rosalind. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm okay with this. The only road to the elf camp. They're the moving north from the southern so direction. So they might be collaborators. Mm -hmm. They may be smugglers. Hey, you! May the light bless you! Whoa! Whoa! Ho there, travelers! Blessed to the light and such! What can I do you for? You did not respond the way I expected you to. Oh, I am from Trader's Haven. I do not see the All-Mother as my god. He's a traitor. I'm just going to sense sense motive yes. right away. Let's see if Let's it, sense does this motive. guy seem defensive. Does this guy seem defensive? Let us sense motive. Does, does he look like he's hiding something? I rolled a 23 for the sense motive. 15. 21. With a 21, he is definitely telling the truth that he is from Trader's Haven. With a 23, he does seem a little nervous. Oh, you know, just hauling some of the latest craze from Trader's Haven. You got eight barrels of Carbuncle Jam heading for Atro Kalam. Gambling on the long haul, but it should make a fortune. You want to try some? It's delicious. Carbun It'll be the only jam people use soon. You'll see. Carbuncle Jam, you say? I was always under the impression that it was... A just a gem that the carbuncle possessed. Oh, that's a myth or a mispronunciation. No one knows. Ah, the more you know. Hey, boy, get a jar for these pleasant folk. Let me tell you, my friends, in a secret, these people have got something to hide. Hmm, excellent. I'm not used to seeing wagons like this. Do you mind if I see back there? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Go check. I'm just going to go stop back. And as I walk back, I'm detecting alignment. I'm kind of cycling through the detect evil, detect good, all those things on both of them to know what uh, alignment they are. Okay. The, yeah, they're both good. They're both aligned is good. Okay. Yeah. Hey, merchant, where are you traveling from and where have you stopped so far? We are on this route together and we need to know where we can stop for the best street food. The rations here we have are dried and boring. Oh, like I said, you know, the, the jam is from Trader's Haven, and we dropped some off on Odo Kalam, and now we're heading over to Atro Kalam to make even more money there. We figure, you know, it's far away, right? So they should pay even more. They've never tasted this before. How much does a jar of carbuckle jam go for these days? Well, it depends where you're from, huh? I don't know. Do you guys want to buy some? 
You expect me to believe it's profitable to take one caravan across this entire continent with mere jam? I got eight barrels, sir, and I, and I, I do think it'll be profitable. Surely it would be more profitable to be trafficking something else. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Perhaps information. Oh, I don't know what to say. Hmm. Yes, for someone who wants to take risks by being a merchant. Maybe you are taking even more risks than you lead to believe. Can I intimidate this guy? You can do whatever you I want. I want to intimidate. I think you should. I think this is a I want to roll and intimidate. Marlo rolls a 22 with intimidation. I demand to know what you are doing out here, and if you even think about lying to me, I'll take my blade and I'll start at the low end and finish at the high end very slowly. Ah! I'm trafficking halflings! Pa, no! Why? You hear some rustling in the back. The jig is up! Make a break for it! And we're gonna need to set up a map. The jig is up. Oh, they were. I didn't actually think these were gonna be collaborating. I thought this was just like nothing. Well, yeah, because you gotta keep us guessing. Like, I don't know. When they didn't respond with the right response, I knew something was mm. wrong. Everyone roll initiative. 15. Rosalind got a 13. Destad rolled a 19. Thank you. Uh, these idiots want to know what hit them. They cannot answer questions if they are foie gras. So we have to montage a bunch of scenes of these guys just like cutting pieces of the wolves and the camel and everything to make the foie gras later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the battle board going. Yes, that's a shame. Half the blood you see. None shall be spared. They're all guilty. But what if we could convince him? Guilty, I say. The board is set. The boy is going to start combat. Father, how could you? I was scared. The boy has a spear and he takes a poke at Rosalind. For 20. That hits me. 20 hits. Roll for damage. Four. <sighs> <laughs> the boy finds a minor chink in your armor and does a little bit of damage and you enjoy it. For next on the list, you hear rustling in the back of the caravan. You hear wood creaking and popping. Destard. Destard, they're here to fight. Let's show them what we can do. My first impression is that this human is taken aback. I need to go and see what is going on in his wagon. Knowing what I know now about the contents of this wagon, I decided to move my way back to where everyone may escape from it. So you make your way successfully to the back of the wagon. Is that just one movement? Yes, it's not even my whole movement. Look at how much I can dance still. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't get shot in the face with a ballista. <laughs> I'm ready action for anyone who may exit the wagon with my repair on the back of my camel. Perfect. Oh, you're on the camel. You're mounted. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not walking around like some foolish... Uh. Wait, you're Walker! You're Common waiting to strike control. here, or are you going to attack the boy? 
No, I'm waiting for someone to jump out of the wagon. You okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because he said there's I, something I, back there. Okay. Yeah. Just so you know, if you want to continue riding the camel, like you're gonna need a ride check while attacking. Don't worry about me. All right. Just so you're away. Because I said f the camels earlier, so I just yeah yeah. yeah. I don't want to f, f the camel. <laughs> You'll have the camel and you'll like it. it. I'm so confused. <laughs> it is Marlo's turn. Marlo, you're in front of the driver that you intimidated. And behind, you have Destar that flanked the wagon. To your right, you have Rosalind in combat with the young boy. She's taken damage. She has taken damage. That is correct. It's a scratch, really. Kill them all. I'm going to attack the driver. Kill the infidels. Yes. I told you about the halflings. Why? Why? Well, sir, you're guilty. That's why. You're guilty of being wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Roll your attack. Yes, I'm going to attack this traitor to Kalam. Traitor to the All-Mother. Sixteen. Sixteen hits. Yes. Yes, spill the blood. Oh, that's unfortunate. Eight damage. <laughs> you do a mighty slice into the father with the falchion, doing eight damage, slicing across both the tops of his legs. Oh! Oh, the Yes. It pleases us, doesn't it? It pleases the All-Mother, too. Yes. To hear the pain cries of the infidels yes. and the one hiding them. The lessers, yes. I regret all of this. Rosalind's turn. <laughs> You have made me bleed, little boy. <laughs> I'm creeping myself out of this one. <laughs> um, I'll have my morning star drawn, and I'll smash down on him. Onto the boy. Yes. Thirteen. Thirteen hits. Ooh. For five damage. Five damage as the boy tries to defend with his right arm, but your morning star hits it and he just goes, Ah! Cower before the might of the All Mother! After Rosalind, a small creature appears from behind the father through the window of the caravan, takes aim with a crossbow, and shoots at me. 16. That is a miss. You have to try a little better than that. Bullshit! All right, so the bolt glances off your chainmail and just, it hits a strong part of your chainmail and glances right off and goes into the distance. It is the father's turn. I told you the truth. I guess I have to fight now. Rocks. You vermin. 19. You attack me with this. I, he's right in front of you. You sliced his yes. legs. Well, you have hit him. me, yes. Four damage. Yes. Four damage. Yes. Very tasty. Top of round two, it is the boy's turn, and he will continue his fight with Rosalind. Mm. Swinging his spear. Come at me. Oh, okay, it's time to change dice. He misses as you easily just glance aside, and the spear goes right by you. I'm just spinning, and just like I'm kind of like a almost like Ophelia. Yeah, you're you know, toying with him. And I'm like, like, hey, nonny, nonny. Mm. It's like, yeah. Because now it's just now we're in blood fervor, kill the infidel mode. It's great. On the next turn, one halfling makes a break for it from the wagon, or attempts to. As Destard is ready for this, 
Roll for a attack of opportunity. Ah, oh, my adversary finally shows his ugly face. Look at how small he is. Leave some for us. That was a good roll. I rolled a 17 plus seven with his, which is a <laughs> 24. Yeah, that hits. I you stab him right in his stupid face. <laughs> I do nine damage right to his stupid halfling face. Okay, so a halfling jumps out of the wagon, and as he jumps out of the wagon, how do you want to do this? I like to make barbecue. <laughs> Skewer. I am very much a proponent of good eating, so I make the skewer of halfling meat. <laughs> so you stab him right through and keep him on your sword, eh? This halfling never touched the ground. <laughs> Five second rule. Uh, <laughs> The next turn is a second halfling, and he jumps up. Because Destard readied an action, you get an attack of opportunity. All right, another one. I rolled a seven. I get plus seven. That is 14. 14 hits. Wow. <laughs> nice. Maybe I will add another so halfling guys... to my repair. <laughs> just so you guys know, these aren't warriors. These are just like regular civilian halflings. I rolled eight for damage. You have added another halfling to your sword. My sword is getting very heavy. Roll a strength check for flavor. That's great. Natural one. Oh, <laughs> wait. Sorry, that was a d12. Yeah, no, no. Is a 14 minus one is a 13. Destard is mightily holding up these two halfling civilians on his sword as they are slowly bleeding out, lifeless. My arm is looking very vascular in the light of the early morning. A third halfling <laughs> tries to leave the caravan. I'm assuming you don't have any more. I do not think I can attack anymore. I am flexing right now. And it makes a break for the southeast, the furthest away from the battle. A fourth halfling attempts to leave the wagon and ends up in the same spot as the other one, both just trying to get as far away from battle as possible. And this last one is carrying a baby. It is Destar's turn. I fling the corpses on my sword down to the ground. I do not need them anymore. I attempt to stand up on my camel and then leap into battle with the two fleeing halflings. Give me an acrobatics check. I would love to. 17. <laughs> 17, you successfully leap off your camel and? I ignore the one carrying the baby. I do not lack the children. And I attack the one who is carrying nothing. That is a 16 plus seven. That hits. 23. Yeah, <laughs> Six damage. Oh yeah. So you leap off your camel, flinging off two halfling civilian corpses as you do. Do a little somersault and split the lead halfling civilian in half. 
as blood just streams everywhere in all of your actions. May the light bless you. Oh my God, says the one carrying her child. <laughs> it is now Marlo's turn. Your baby is very irritating. Free action yells to Destard to finish the job and not spare the halfling with child. They must all die. That's good leadership right there. It is our duty. It is our mission. Maybe we'll leave the baby behind. If it survives, it is worthy to keep going. They all die. Marlowe takes a look at the driver to see what sort of condition he is, how near the death that he deserves. His legs are covered in blood. He is trying to stop the bleeding, and he does not look good at all. Marlowe shall take his falchion and turn it the other way to strike the driver with the blunt side of the blade. All right, so you want to do non-lethal damage. Non-lethal, yes. Let's see what you get. As much as it pains me. 15. 15 hits. Yes. Roll for damage. Uh, 2d4. 12 damage. With the butt end of your falchion, you knock the shit out of this guy, and he just falls down onto the seat of the caravan, and he is out. Rosalind's turn. How does the boy look? The boy's only taken a minor wound on his arm, so he's looking pretty good. Do you yield to the All-Mother? Do you accept her divine radiance? Make a diplomacy. Three. <laughs> You're just gonna kill me anyway! You're right. <laughs> <laughs> 20. That's a hit. <laughs> Six damage. You've tried the right side, now you try the left side, and it's even bigger hit. Oh, just smokes him in the arm, and he feels it in his torso, and even more blood comes out. But he just grits his teeth, and he's still there. There's still time to repent. Nobody likes you, old mother. I flavor kick him in the balls. <laughs> From the darkness in the caravan, another crossbow bolt gets loaded up. After that, it's the father's turn. He is seeing stars. So it is top of round three. It is the boy's turn. I will never join your god. And we're changing dice, hoping for a nice crit. It's a spear times three. Let's go. I welcome it. Aye. That's a three on the die. Ouch. He is clearly shook by his conversations with Rosalind, and he barely even comes close to her with his attack. So we have a halfling carrying a baby next to Destard, and she will attempt to move, and that incurs an attack of opportunity. I do not want to stab at the baby. Yet you do. 17. 17. You hit the mother carrying the baby. It is a seven damage. And you slice this mother's head clean off, and she drops the baby to the ground as blood and gore flow out of the top of her neck. If she was not an infidel, that would not have happened. Glory. You please the All-Mother muchly. 
It is now Destard's turn. There is a baby at your feet. I do not care for the babies. I run over to the back of the wagon. The baby has an attack of opportunity. <laughs> yes. I'm curious to see how this turns out. <laughs> the baby misses. As if there was ever any doubt. It goes for a bite attack and misses at your feet. I jump into the wagon. Oh, my God. Okay, you jump into the wagon. I'll need an acrobatics check. It is nothing to me. You're going to have to get over those barrels in the front. 27. You easily jump into the wagon above the barrels, and you're behind the halfling that's been shooting at Marlo. I jump into the wagon, and I stab at him with my repair. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that is an 18. 18 hits. The lowest damage I can do is a 5. And that is what happens. So you stab him in the back, but you don't get quite as much as you wanted to. Just a good slice. And he goes, ah, but he's fine. As a ranged weapon, dude, he is in trouble, though. It is Marlo's turn. Marlo drops his falchion and pulls out his longbow, draws back an arrow and fires at the halfling in the cart. No. Ten, yes. Ten is a miss as you hit the top of the caravan and miss the halfling in the back. It is Rosalind's turn. I will give you one last chance, young one. We know there's no chances with Kalam. There are. If you can see the light, we will accept you into her embrace. Okay, okay, I see the light. Sense motive? Sure. 25. Yeah, he's, uh, he's ready to see the light. <laughs> He's very, uh, yeah, he'll do whatever religion you want, whatever you want. You see a little bit of urine going down his pants. We need to make him kill the baby. Oh, you wouldn't do it yourself, huh? But you make this other guy do it. I don't care about him. <laughs> Rosalind reaches her hand forward and kind of cups his face just ever so gently. Yeah. And is like, the All-Mother demands proof, a sacrifice, snuff out that infidel, and I point towards where the baby is. All right, your turn is over. Yeah. It is now the halfling with the crossbow in the back. He has loaded the crossbow. However, he is now being flanked by Destard. That is a very nice piece of wood you have there. I suppose whatever he does, he is effed. So he knows that he has no chance but to try and shoot this crossbow. He also knows that... Destard is right behind him, and he gets his attack of opportunity first. Roll for your attack. I will show you how to attack, you foolish little halfling. It is a 14. That is not very good. 14 misses. And he attacks Marlow for a 12. Easily misses. Poor aim. This is Poor. not looking good. The father is still unconscious. It is the top around four. It is the boy's turn. The boy sighs and looks down. He walks away from Rosalind. Do you take your attack of opportunity? I have belief in his faith. 30 feet is enough to get to the young halfling child left on the ground by his mother. He takes one final look at you guys. You can do it. 
Do it, you coward. I wait patiently for the wailing screams of this child, this incessant wailing to end. He spins his spear and points it to the ground and thrusts it into the heart of the halfling child. (laughs) And it dies. The boy starts to cry. It is Destar's turn. It's beautiful. I do not know how I feel about all of this, but this man still has a crossbow. I attack him with pomp and circumstance. (laughs) (laughs) Too much pomp and circumstance. Yeah, you can't have too much pomp and circumstance. There's a limit. He is wearing parade armor after all. Yeah, Masteric parade armor. He's got that mirror out again. I am disturbed by what is occurring around me, and I roll a nine. It is Marlo's turn. Marlo readies another arrow. Takes another d20 for the at. Draws back and lets loose at the halfling in the cart. Eleven. Eleven is a miss. It is now Rosalind's turn. Rosalind will come around to the back of the wagon, and this turn she will summon... A little snake, come to me, Cassiopeia. And the little snake, my viper, appears on the halfling right on his shoulder, and he goes, and tries to bite. Cassiopeia strikes out with a 19. 19 hits. It does one damage. One damage? Roll a fortitude save. Oh, jeez. 14. Oh, this is a strong one, yes. You've shrugged off the poison. So the last halfling... Shrugs it off. He knows his time is near, but there's still a lot of fight left in him. He drops his crossbow and he attempts to run. He will attempt to dodge the attack of opportunity with a acrobatics. Do you need a counter roll for that? It's just, I think it's a CMD. It's a CMD and he did not pass. And we have two attacks of opportunity against him, starting with Destard. Have at thee, infidel. How is it that I only roll ones? <laughs> <laughs> That's a miss. And the next one is the snake. Cassiopeia, finish him. 20. That's a hit. One damage, rolled another fortitude save. Oh, God. 10. Failure. Oh, no. You have been poisoned. <laughs> oh, no. What's the poison do? Frequency once per round. For six rounds, you're affected. It's 1d2 con damage. Mm. He will move 20 feet away. The father is still knocked out. We have round five. The boy, tears streaming down his face, takes a look at Rosalind. Goes, can I leave? Be free to spread the word of the All-Mother to all the far reaches of this realm. Absolutely not. You will go no such place. You should not let him leave. But he's a believer. It matters not. We must interrogate the driver and the son both. No one shall leave here. Not without my say-so. Terrified, the son double moves and gets as far away as he can, which is 60 feet. And it is now... Dastard's turn. I cannot have my adversary flee me like so. 
I leap forward into the wagon. I take a flying leap over the body of the driver and land behind the halfling fleeing. Another acrobatics check, please. It is a 16. And you make it. You're right behind the halfling that was trying to flee and ahead of Marlo. I land in my warrior stance and I take a stab at the fleeing halfling. What a coward. 21 to hit. 21 hits. That is six damage. Six is exactly enough. How do you want to do this? As I land on the ground, I flip my rapier from stabbing to descending stabbing stance. And I... (laughs) And I land on the ground with my sword penetrating right into his skull. Another bloody mess. And the last halfling is dead. It is now Marlo's turn. Marlo moves around the caravan and raises his bow and knocks an arrow, pointing it at the fleeing child as he flees and runs. And he decides to not take the shot. So you do end up listening to Rosalind and letting the young boy run away. Rosalind's turn. Pull out my longbow and take a shot at the boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I didn't see that one coming. (laughs) You guys are messed up. (laughs) 23. That's a hit. (laughs) Definitely a hit. Nine damage. Oh my God. Nine is exactly enough. How do you want to kill this teenage boy? Rosalind kind of scoffs at Marlo. I would have think you'd have been more ruthless. So she readies her bow as she, after she drops her weapons, stares daggers at Marlo. And out of her breath just says, pussy. And fires the arrow without even looking at where the boy is. She can just feel his presence now, his the connection that she thought they had. But he severed that. The little bastard. Mm, how dare you! I was going to interrogate that boy when how? we eventually caught him. How the heck were you going to catch him? <sighs> we have mounts, camels. Yeah, then you'd have to mount, but nonetheless, the arrow flies through the air. Yes. Pierces the boy in between his shoulder blades. There's an anime-like geyser of blood that shoots into the air, and that boy is dead. (sighs) Back to the warmth, we must go. Perhaps I was a bit too harsh. I mean, after all, more blood has been spilled. All in all, a good day, wouldn't you say? The All Mother continues to bless us. There are fewer infidels. In Kalam. Yes. So the combat is over. You have a unconscious caravan driver, and the rest are all dead. There is also a new horse, and both your camels are still there. What do you do? We will commandeer the wagon, load our prisoner, bind him. Oh, I'd love to tie him up. Yes, well, I think not, after our camel incident. Why? Destard, <laughs> if uh, you would please. 
Don't you worry. This man is not going to escape. Yes. Uh, Roll a sleight of hand to tighten him with your rope. That is an 8-10 for sleight of hand. All right. So you tie up his arms and legs behind his back like the piece of meat he is and throw him in the back of the caravan. Let us search their bodies for any valuables or information that may assist us in our mission for the All-Mother. So they didn't really have a lot, but they definitely have two long spears. The father and the teenage son both had long spears. The halfling in that was in the back of the caravan but made his way out of the caravan and that you guys killed had a heavy crossbow. And the rest of the halflings, they honestly didn't have anything. You do find 13 gold coins scattered around in various parts of the wagon. And some people maybe had one or two gold. And in the back, you have four empty barrels and four barrels full of carbuncle jam. Hmm, let's have a taste. It is delicious. It is the best jam you have ever tasted. This is bad. You won't like it. Does it have healing properties? <laughs> it does not have healing properties. We must bring this with us. It will be a wonderful offering. Yes, well, it's already in the wagon, so that's convenient. Let's travel to meet our, our contact then. I grab the heavy crossbow. How many bolts does it come with? Six bolts. Do I have anything on my rations that I could put the jam on? You tell me what rations you got. Uh, <laughs> you have any baguettes? <laughs> there is nothing but bread. It is very long. That is a very good thing to put the jam on. <laughs> Delicious. Delicatessen. Pretty sure it's a sleight of hand to apply the jam to the bread, right? <laughs> no. You gotta roll everything in this shit. No, no, no. You gotta roll complicated things. You don't have to roll basic things. So you have a caravan with a horse, and I'm gonna need a ride check for that one. Who wants to direct the caravan? I hate walking. It is my job. I'm just gonna take a camel. It is a natural 20. <laughs> with a fatty natty. Fatty natty. Yeah. You I drift the wagon around every corner. <laughs> <laughs> you miss every speed bump and rock and purple sparks. And perfectly guide this caravan along with the big horse. If copyright infringement is not a problem, it is like Tokyo up in this bitch. With a map, it is easy to know where you guys are going. The rest of the journey is uneventful, and you make it to the meeting point designated by Echo. At the meeting spot, the dawn turns to dusk, and now all there is to do is wait for your zealot counterpart. Glory in the darkness. You break camp. What are you guys up to? Chit-chatting? Feasting on carbuncle jam? Travel rations? I am mixing carbuncle jam with coagulated blood that I've collected, and... Tasting the combinations. <laughs> that is gross. Everyone roll a perception check. Eleven. Eighteen. It is as if I do not care about anything outside of my own brain. I rolled a ten. Destard... Again with his mirror. 
And Rosalind, God knows what she's thinking at this point. Like, I'm just scared of Rosalind. The all-mother knows. Yeah. But Marlo, face full of bloody carbuncle jam, looks up and sees some movement around a tree close to their camp. There's something trying to prey on us, I believe. Two arms. Out of the tree, you see two arms up. And he pokes around. He says, no, no, no. Just was testing you guys. All right. I'm the zealot. Don't worry. Good eyes. Good eyes. No reason to fight here. May the light bless you. Back to the warmth we must go. Why are you sneaking up on us? Sense motive on when he says that. Uh, 15. He is definitely, according to you, he is definitely telling the truth. Hmm. I believe this is our person. What are you doing over there skulking? Come on over into the light. Yeah, he makes it over to you guys. He's like, just wanted to make sure you were worthy of this mission. You know, there's a, it's a big encampment. And uh, after scouting it out, I'm a little worried. Who are you to tell us that we are not worthy? My name is Azio Baker. This name means nothing to me. What is your name? My name is Destad Calabria. Well, that mean that name means nothing to me. Yes, but we have your number, so fuck you. <laughs> We're on the same side. Allegedly so, but no one is here to see you dying. He pulls out a map that's like identical to your guy's map, and it shows an X in like the same spot. All right, well, uh, I guess you are okay then. <laughs> At ease to start. He will have information for us so that we may truly root out all these infidels. Yes. What do you bring us? Would you like some jam? I have a baguette for you if you would like one. I'll take a baguette and jam. That sounds great. Yes. I have some special jam. You must try it. A little cautiously, but like, you know, like he's, he's figured that, you know... You're not the craziest zealots that he's ever met, so he just sits down and... Perfectly normal. He just holds out a, like a hand. He's hoping for some baguette and jam. Sorry, what was this guy's name again? Azio. What does he look like? He is similar to Marlo in attire, and he is middle-aged, and he's got a handlebar mustache. <laughs> it is nice to meet you. Why don't you take a seat by our fire? Thanks. Oh, no, this jam's really freaking good. Like, I gotta say, where'd you get this from? The first taste is free. I, I, I'll stick with the first taste. Yes, it's delightful, isn't it? We intercepted a shipment. I sourced the special ingredient myself. Were there any infidels? Oh. There were. I like the cut of your jib. I'm eating too fast. In between big bites of baguettes covered in carbuncle jam, Azio, your zealot counterpart, tells you everything you need to know about the elf encampment. There are at least eight elves at this encampment. Close to the water, there are more trees than the grasslands. It becomes more of a foresty area as you get towards this camp. There are three lookouts for this camp. One at the north, one at the east, and one at the south. 
all three lookouts are not in eyesight of each other. So it is possible to take them out one at a time. But all three lookouts have a horn to alert the whole camp. Inside the camp, there is definitely a bigger, stronger looking elf that has his own tent. And there are three other smaller tents. They definitely rotate the watches, but he warns you that knowing that elves have low light vision, it doesn't really matter whether you attack them during the day or the night. What matters is that you attack them when the watch is recently changed. There is also a magic user in the bunch. He tells you that his orders from Echo, the dark wizard himself, are to go south and light a fire if reinforcements for the elves start to come. He shows you his vial of poison. Back to the warmth, we must go, as he shows you the vial. Back to the warmth, we must go. Yes, my brother, the warmth is waiting for us. So that is the information he gives to you as he takes another big bite of his baguette covered in carbuncle jam. All right, so you have your mission. You have a zealot face covered in jam looking up at you. It's kind of like, what's the plan? We will visit upon these scouts one at a time and we will fire upon them, all three of us, simultaneously. Shall be a glorious, glorious victory for the All-Mother. That sounds good. No, no. Of course it's good, you idiot. So I'll go, uh, I'll go south and light the fire if reinforcements come. Yes. Can I have some more jam? <sighs> Feel your face, you buffoon. He just kind of like goes to the back and just like you see him come out from behind the caravan. And he's just got like an armload of jam. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see you guys later. Yes, enjoy your baguette, you filthy pig. I get baguettes too? He comes back. Can you throw some baguettes on top of the jam? I am crossing out a ration from my character sheet right now. All right. Oh, thanks, man. He's like, he leaves with baguette on top of jam, being held by two arms as he's waddling along. And he's going in a southerly direction. All right. So the sun is setting... Are you guys going to do this as a night thing, a day thing? Are you going to rest? Are you going to, what are you going to do? Why don't we rest and we attack right at the dawn? Yeah. Dawn. Mm, dawn. The old mother will witness our greatness right as she rises from the horizon. Same watch order? Yes. All right. We need two camels tied up. Should I try? Should I try it again? No. We need two camels tied up, and we need the horse untied from the caravan and also tied up so it can graze somewhere and not be attached to a wagon. I rolled a 17 to untie the horse and tie it back up in the grazing area. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are in grasslands with lots of trees all around and that is easy to find my job is so easy it hurts yeah (laughs) and now you have two camels that need taken care of you can also do the camels i refuse to do any more work that is stripping (laughs) necessary (laughs) otherwise i go on strike you watch me (laughs) all right 
camels are like slowly starting to walk away in different directions. <sighs> I begin I... to wax my mustache. Blasted buffoon. I can try again. No. Ugh. Let's do everything. Uh, what is it, a sleight of hand? Uh, yeah. Sleight of hand. 16. 16? So you grab one camel and tie it to another tree with some nice grassy grazing a boot. I need a second roll. There are two camels. You're making us roll it twice because he really wants us to fail. Oh, yep. no. So that he can have fun. <laughs> one. One. <laughs> and this is why we make them roll. So you are confident that you tied both camels. In effect, you tied one up really, really well, and the other one, you thought you did the same thing, but you kind of did it backwards, and it is actually not tied at all. But you're sure that both are quite well tied. Yes, another quality job by Marlowe. Good job with those camels, Marlowe. Yes. So you guys head into the tent, and it is Destard with the first watch. Four hours pass. It is time to wake up Marlo. It is the witching hour once more. Ah, yes. My favorite hour. May the light bless you even in this darkness. Yes, warmth and all that to you. Yes, yes, the darkness. So now we start Marlo's watch. Four hours pass and nothing happens. And even though you think you tied the camel well, it has not really even moved. Hmm. Yes, all is well, all is in order. Yes. So you have to wake up, Rosalind. Yes. Uh, let's just have another peek at her skull shape here. Yes, yes. Yes, the curvature. Exquisite. Yes, so refined. The eye sockets. Perfect. What are you talking about? He's looking at her skull again. Oh, <laughs> He's <laughs> creeping out right next to her bed. I really wish you would just draw me. This <gasps> is your watch now. Thanks, Captain. I wish you two would just get it over with and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Rosalind, your watch passes without incident. You guys wake up and it's the sixth of Gosran. And the camel has not even moved from the spot it was barely tied to. Good camel. I brush my teeth and I wax my mustache. As you brush your teeth and wax your mustache, the middle-aged human wakes up. He's awake. Destard, our guest is awake. See what you can find out. Ah, yes, I just finished brushing my teeth. I will go and speak to him with my minty, fresh breath. <laughs> I love how evil you are. Hello, my friend. You have awoken. There are no more halflings. We've eaten them. <laughs> what, what can you tell us about what you're doing? Roll a bluff check. It's a 15. <laughs> Derek has thrown all of his dice on the ground. Oh my god, you monster. Imagine what we will do to you. We kept you alive. I don't even want to know. 
Good, then you will tell us everything that you know about these stupid naff ears and their stupid camp. Roll and intimidate. A 21. With a 21, he spills the beans. And the beans are juicy. So really, he was obviously smuggling halflings. But instead of the jam from Trader's Haven, the halflings were from Norg. And he was taking them to the Valley of the Lost, which you can see on the map on Twitter. The Valley of the Lost, as its name entails, is a very difficult place to traverse and easy to hide. It is one of the places where the non-human races of Novus are successfully hiding from Kalam. Norg is in the middle of an inevitable war between Tenebris and Kalam. So they, a lot of the non-humans have been escaping and trying to get to the Valley of the Lost. And he gets a lot of money for bringing them over. Coyoteing. Yeah. Yeah. He's never met Zealot so suspicious as you guys. Suspicious. Yeah. It is your lucky day. We will probably bring you back to Kalam so you can talk to the High Wizard. Come on, I told you what you wanted to hear. I believe he's guilty of harboring infidels. Well, I will let you two decide what you want to do with this trash. But I told you what you want. What do you decide? I will sense motive upon this infidel to see if they're telling the truth on what they know. Oh, no. Oh, seven. Plus ten. Considering he was also talking to me, I will make a roll as well. Twelve. Twenty-three. You all sense that he is definitely telling the truth. Well, that's unfortunate for you then, my friend. I believe what we have here is dead weight. I believe I've missed my whole bottom row of teeth. I'm going to brush them again. I can just walk away. Just walk away and force me to breathe the air of a traitor. Uh, no dice. All hail the All-Mother. All hail the All-Mother. And then... All hail her. And then uh, Marlo nods to both of his companions to do the deed. I think it's your turn, Marlo. Is it mine? Well, don't mind if I do. And then he raises the falchion up really high like he's going to... Chop his head off. No! <laughs> Do I need to roll this? or is Yeah, this I'm making you roll for okay. sure. Oh, no. <laughs> you got flanking. He's basically unable to defend himself because... He's on the ground. He's yeah, pulling his tight yeah. out. So it's nine, nine plus whatever you want to say about this flanking on the ground business. You hit. <laughs> okay. Over damage. Uh, 2d4. Almost max. Yeah. That's How do you want to do this? So, Marlowe takes the falchion, and he swings it horizontally, chopping the head off swiftly of this driver. And before the head topples to the ground, he swings the blade downwards, and thusly in half, and then through the torso of the victim. Sounds like a lot. Yes. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Oh, he's most certainly. <laughs> so you guys see the leader of your group just absolutely decimate this poor yes. 
poor human. This is what we do to infidels. Do not doubt it. I saw nothing. I was brushing the rest of my teeth. <laughs> it was quite elegant. Yes. So, shall we make a Where line? do we go from here? <laughs> they start making out in the blood of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and Destard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously. I'm minty fresh now. <laughs> hey, we're a progressive podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we killed this guy. There yeah, was dead it is morning. We toss his body off the side of the fucking... You can do whatever you want with his body. He's definitely yeah. dead, so... Yeah. Have at her. And we are rested. We are fully healed. Yeah. Uh, I guess we are to advance upon these scouts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The closest one. So which one. scout do you go for first? I, the closest one, right? We are coming from the north. Traveling You're south. going from north to south. So then we find the north one first. Yep, as good as this yeah. way as any. Yep. Why not? And I just looked up the range on this newly acquired heavy crossbow. It's 120 feet. Our bows are 110 feet, so that yeah. works out well. But, I mean, is the forest dense enough where we're probably not going to be able to shoot from that far? Like, a clear enough? Hey, forest, how dense are you? Duh. <laughs> uh, pretty dense. So tell me how you approach this scout from the north. Stealthily. All right, let's open up a board. All right, we've created a map. And we've put some sparse trees in. And everyone roll a initiative. Yes. What are your rolls? 18. 25. I rolled a 17. Ah, a little slow today, friend. I'm not used to carrying this big stick around with me. Before battle, everyone roll a stealth. 17. 19. I rolled an 18 very quietly. Let's do this turn by turn. Let's see how close you can get to this elf before being discovered. Rosalind's turn. I will hold until my brothers get a little bit closer and line up their shots. Marlo's turn. Marlo's going to move up sneakily. He's going to study his target once he's in line of sight. He's going to draw his bow, knock an arrow, and fly the arrow toward the target. Sixteen. Sixteen hits. Excellent. Seven plus three. Ten. Ten damage. You launch your arrow, and it hits him so close to the heart. But he looks up at you, and he breaks it in half. Blood coming out of his mouth, and he's got just a little bit more. Ah, yes, a vibrant one, are you? Yes, I look forward to seeing the life drain from your eyes. Rosalind, are you going to take your action? Yes, I would like to step forward and have a go at this heretic. And I will loose a shot of my own. 20. 20 is a hit. Only four damage. Four damage. And it's just enough as it hits him on the other side of the chest and it's too much. He crumples to the ground. Hmm. That one felt good. Well shot, Rosalind. Likewise. Yes. Destart. Destart, what are you doing? You lag about. Nothing. Are you brushing your teeth again? I was just making sure we weren't getting ambushed. Oh, are we? Well, you've done nothing. 
Yes, just because so you know. there was no ambush. Don't worry about it. I think we should move this body. Yes. So what do you do? You've killed the elf? Check him for any sort of orders or information. No, check his belonging. He's dead. He's a corpse. Drain his blood. Slice his throat for all I care. So on this scout, you find a masterwork dagger. Oh. And 12 silver. There we go. I make sure to break his trumpet. Yes, break it. Give me a strength check. Uh, considering <laughs> I'm a performer who likes to dance a lot, he's like a I've twig. Had exposure to a uh, brass instrument such as this before. It's not a trumpet. I don't know what it is. It's definitely a trumpet. It's a horn of some kind. Would I know that removing the like mouthpiece would make it stop working? Can I roll a performance check for that? Yeah. It's a seven, but I cannot remember what my bonus is because my laptop keeps turning off. No matter what you rolled, there was no mouthpiece. It was a 17. <laughs> Just sm smash it over your knee, all comical like eight strength guy. <laughs> yeah, you can aid. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very strong. Um... However, could I juggle it so far up in the air that it lands really hard on a rock? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm rolling acrobatics for this. It is a 16. You launch that thing up into the air, and you are standing over the rock you expect it to break, and you can show the guys like, hey, it's going to hit me, and you dodge right out just in time, and it smashes on top of the rock. I'm so impressive. Look at me. <laughs> Sorry, what happened? I wasn't watching. So, priorities aside, what's next? We make for the next scout. Do we want to uh, set this man up looking as if he is still alive? All right, maybe we hide him in the bushes. Yes, hide him. Allow the worms to take his body. The cycle continues. Roll a survival to hide it into a bush. Or you can take 10 or take 20. Up to you guys. Why don't I roll and you both aid me in this? Three. <laughs> Seven. So neither of you aid. What did you get on your survival? 23. Oh, that's a mighty high survival. So Rosalind discards the aid of her unit. She's like, I can do this by myself. Finds a nice thick bush, drags the elf into there. And because <laughs> I said bush. Nice thick bush. <laughs> And the northern scout is dead. This is not your first time stuffing things in the bush. <laughs> I can barely see where he is, and I know where you put him. Thank you, Destard. I hid 14 bodies in my room as a kid. Nobody knew for seven weeks. That must have smelled terrible. Yeah. To the next. All right, roll me a stealth check. 16. Six. Uh -oh. You can barely hear me. I rolled a 23. Mm. Everyone roll initiative. 12. I rolled a 13. I have 
10. The elf is going to go first, and he doesn't see you guys, but he's going to move across and behind the tree across from Rosalind. Yeah. He's just moving along on his patrol. He doesn't notice any of you. And Rosalind is out of sight. And in the forest, it's actually really hard to hear. So it is now Destart's turn. All right, I'm going to try and sneak up on this guy. So Destart, you sneak completely around behind the big trees that he can't see. You're flanking behind the direction he's moving. It is Marlo's turn. Uh, I shall close the distance and study my target. All right. And take aim to fire. 16. 16 hits. Excellent. 14. With a 14, you let the arrow loose. And he hears it. And just as he turns, it hits him right in between the eyes. And he falls down dead. Hole in one. (laughs) Amazing shot, my friend. Well done. Yes. The Eastern Scout is dead. Again, hide the body. Search it for anything of value. On this scout, you find a masterwork dagger and 13 silver. Mm. If you don't mind, I'm going to take one of these daggers. Yes, by all means. Survival was 19 to hide the body. All right, well, once again, Rosalind has a knack for finding bushes that hide a body very well. (laughs) And you guys are just kind of in awe how she just kind of takes it by one hand and throws it in and grabs some brush and makes it look like nothing was ever there at all. You have a real eye for bush, Rosalind. (laughs) The secret is mushrooms. (laughs) By the time I was ready to help, you had already finished. Now I need to finish myself. <laughs> Let's all go south together. <laughs> so what do you guys do? Go south together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, literally. All right. I thought you meant, like, you know, Florida. We're going down. All right. All right. So the further south you go, the thicker the forest gets as you get away from the northern grasslands. There is one more scout. Everyone roll a perception check. To find this scout. 11. 18. I rolled a 17. With the bonus of Azio's advice, Marlo spots the final scout. He is hidden behind some trees. Shocker. Everyone roll initiative. 7. 13. I rolled a 21. Oh, my ass. I found it. Oh. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. Critical threat. What is it again? When when Derek spits dice out of his anus, they start to light up. Yeah. Seven. Thirteen. 21. It is Death Star's turn. Roll a stealth check. You cannot see me if you look the other way because I rolled a 12. All right. How do you proceed? Very carefully. It is Rosalind's turn. Stealth check. At an 18. Okay. Rosalind moves up. Marlo's turn. Stealth check. Yes, sir. A fatty. 
Natty. Oh, snap. I'm right. a ghost that... What do you do? We got Rosalind going down the left. We got Death Star going down the right. And we got Marlo going down the middle. I can do it all double. in deep cover. A double move? Yeah, you can double move. Yeah. And the elf will cross from right to left. Walking along in the dense forest. You guys are all behind trees still. Top of round two. Death start. I feel like it is time to advance on him. Uh, he's not in cover anymore, is he? Nope. You have definitely broken line of sight and you are right in front of him. <laughs> I level this huge crossbow at him. Yeah. And I hit a tree. I rolled a seven. Okay, you miss with a seven. Combat has officially started. It is... I drop my crossbow on the ground and draw my rapier. Rosalind's turn. Four. I can see him from there. Yeah. There's a minus two for the tree. The low cover. Hmm. Yeah. No, I'd like to call upon one of my friends to maybe come and play with us a little bit. I don't like your friends. Please come out, Athena. We miss your nice, lustrous coat. So a dog appears on the other side. With a worn, like, disgusting coat. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> mangy. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. With a mangy coat. And the dog will bite out. Nope, that's not enough. Eight. Eight is a mess. It is Marlo's turn. <sighs> Must do it again. Marlow moves to flank. Flank with the, the dog? Yes, with the yeah. dog. Mm, the mangy dog. Around the tree you were hiding from behind. And he draws his falchion and strikes. Uh, 16. 16's a hit. 10. 10 damage. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Their HP is 11. <laughs> So you come from behind. The guy's like, oh, this dog came out of nowhere. You slash him in the back with your falchion. And he goes, ah, but he does not fall. He grabs at his horn and he goes. You noisy piece of shit, I will kill you. (laughs) I was wondering when their friends would show up. Bring them all on. Let them bask in the light of the All-Mother. It is Deathstar's turn. Well, it doesn't matter now. I'm going to make as much noise as I possibly can. Deathstar lets out... You're going to five-foot adjust the attack matter? Yeah. Deathstar lets out a, frankly, effeminate battle cry (laughs) and stabs with his rapier. That would be a 16. 16 hits. He's dead no matter what. Seven damage. And he is dead as you raper him in the back. <laughs> it is now Rosalind's turn. I double move to get into hopefully an advantageous position from where I know the village to be. Athena with me. It is Marlo's turn. I shall do the same. Death Star's turn. I grab at the elf and I begin to waltz with his body in the open. 
<laughs> I didn't see that one coming. And I begin to sing a great waltzing song from Kalam. Do you want me to roll a perform check for that? Yeah, I definitely want you to roll a perform check. It's a 22. <laughs> so you pick up this dead body and you do like a, like the Kalamian tango as you make your way closer to where you figure the camp is by 30 feet. It is Rosalind's turn. I will move around to here and I'll start sending Athena up. And I'll continue to move up and I've readied my bow. So Rosalind and her dog Athena move closer in strategic positions towards the camp. Well, the dog's really in the open. Marlo. Marlo will wait patiently for his quarry to arrive. All right. Now it is the elves' turn. Some of them may or may not be coming into view. So the elves have followed the direction of the sound of the horn, and one has double-moved right into the middle of an opening in the tree clearing, and another has moved to take a shot at the dog for 18. That hits Athena. Eight. You see the arrow hit, and Athena falls. <laughs> ah, got that bitch. Who are you calling a bitch? Bitch. So you see three elves have charged in, similar to the three elves you have taken out on the scouting points. And in the far distance, you see a much stronger elf and a elf in a tunic. It is Destart's turn. Realistically, I should be attacking our new enemies, one especially right out in the open. But I kind of like the idea that I keep this death waltz moving. And I move, let's say half distance because I'm trying to remain this, uh, keep the steps going with my uh, reluctant dance partner. And I move three squares closer into the clearing. Roll another performance check. That is a 20. So you're just keeping, somehow you guys, you're leading and the dead body is like keeping up with where you're leading. I also tried to keep the dead body in between me and my quarry. <laughs> okay, good to know. It is Rosalind's turn. I see someone in the open. They killed my dog. I will put their dogs down now. Taking a shot with my longbow. 24. That's a hit. 10 damage. So you send an arrow and it hits true right in the gut and the elf goes over, but he still gets up, spits on the ground, looks at you and he's still in the fight. Marlo's turn. Yes, I believe I will five foot adjust and take a shot at that man to finish him. 12. 12 is a miss. Unfortunate. As it, the arrow screams past, as he just doubles over from the shot from Rosalind, your arrow goes above him and smokes into a tree. Oh, I've got to study him first. Shit. Yes, you did. It is now the elf's turn. You're getting overexcited, brother. Yes. I yearn for their blood. Disgusted by the morbid tangle that is going on, the closest elf approaches Death start and attacks. 
That is a fatty natty with my glowing dice to add extra effect. Do you think we, we could roll, roll a percentage dial to see if you hit him or the body? No. Because we're occupying the same square. When you're on a five foot square, everything is moving simultaneously. So he can't actually do that. It does more like flavor. But it doesn't matter because I rolled the opposite spectrum of the dice and rolled the one anyways. You cannot hit me, Although, not when I am dancing. Well, he, I, he, I, I still hit. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't create. Take five as he slashes you in the side with a hand axe. We have... The next elf, he will shoot at Rosalind. 14. No. And I get a cover bonus, I believe, too. Yeah. 13? Not 13. Sorry. <laughs> that is a miss as it hits the tree next to you. And the final elf double moves for position. And the. We'll just call him the leader. He will also try to take a flanking position. And the mage takes another position safe behind the trees, still far away from danger. It is Destart's turn. All right. I didn't get a benefit from that dance, but let me propose this move to you. I'm holding on to the body. I've been hit. I drop down into a roll on my back and I kick the body as I roll on the ground into my enemy. Roll an acrobatics. 26. Roll a attack. 15. <laughs> 15 is a hit. <laughs> What's the damage on a body? Yeah. Uh, roll a d6. Wow. This is a sharp body. Take what? that, you idiot. It's a blunt d6. It is a four. Well, that's the guy that had one health. So <laughs> I have turned one body into two bodies. Yeah. You've defied all physics. Yes, you may cut in. One, one plus one equals zero. I still have room on my dance cut for more. Yeah. And they both fall to the ground. I'm being snooty because I am destar. Don't worry about it. It's because you are French. Rosalind. She gives a sly smile at seeing these elves kill each other with the help of Destart. I would like to take another shot down Kill Alley here towards this. Nope, that is a seven. That is a miss. It is Marlo's turn. Marlo will study the target in the open and he shall take deadly aim. 20 feet away, Marlo Ugh. takes a shot. By the sound, not good. 10. 10 is a miss. Another arrow in the tree. Now it is the elves' turn. So one of the scout elves makes it up to Marlo and takes a swing. Study target minus one. And he misses. Marlo was ready. He ducks the hand axe. The second scout elf makes it up to. Death start, and he swings with the same weapon, hand axe. Ooh, nineteen. Uh, I spend a panache 
to opportunistic parry him. Oh, shoot. You gotta roll for that, right? If I beat your roll, the attack is negated, and then I get to make an opportunity attack on you. My raw roll or my total roll? Total. Your total roll. All right, so you gotta beat 19. Yeah. It is an equal 19. The panache point has to be greater than the results, and we both got a 19. So unfortunately for you, that is some damage. Take seven. Ooh. Dancing is not paying off as you get another hand axe to the back. The mage double moves and it now is in basically line of sight of all of you. And the leader single moves and with his bow, he gets new attack on. Let's go Death Start. It's really like they are disgusted that you picked up a dead elf body and started dancing around with it. You are definitely target number one. I will dance with you too, don't worry. And he has a nice bow. I can't wait for this. And he gets a four on the die. That is heartbreaking. Even if I was asleep, you would not have hit me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. Ah, <laughs> oh, and it's Death Star's turn. Ah, gross. <laughs> Well, I showed him my moves, but now I will show him one more time. Uh, the elf next to you, the elf scout, right? Yes, the yeah. one that just attacked me and showed me that I was a fool. Yeah. 12. 12 is a mess. Uh, it is Rosalind's turn. Seeing as there are more people here to play with, I think it's time for Mrs. Tumbles to come out and play. Not Mrs. Tumbles. And between the leader and the scout that is accosting Marlowe, a kangaroo appears. Oh my god. Mrs. Tumbles uses a kick, a powerful kick leaning back on her tail, on her soupy old tail, and rolls a 16. Oh wait, no, flanking, 18 on the scout. 18 is a hit. Damage coming. Four plus one is five damage, and I get a free trip attack. 16. So the kangaroo uses his tail to leap up, knock the back of the legs of the scout, hit it for five damage, and knock him to the ground. <laughs> Good job, Mrs. Tumbles. How appropriate. <laughs> and now it is time for Marlowe's turn. Yes, that kangaroo is very impressive. If you'd like to box with it sometime, I can bring it back. Yes. Marlowe throws his bow to the ground and draws his falchion and slashes down upon the unfortunate being in front of him. That's ten to the flank. So ten. you hit for ten, right? Ten with the flank, yeah. Yeah, so you hit. <laughs> because he's on the ground. Very sloppy, but it'll do. Twelve. How do you want to do this? Marlowe draws his falchion and Sloppily strikes down in an arc, not dissimilar from the arc of a fresh crescent moon, <laughs> and it cleaves into the elf's neck. But with the sloppy execution, it takes one of the elf's ears with it. You're going to save that for later, eh? Yes. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Marlowe picks up the ear. <laughs> Flavor action. <laughs> I'll make sure you loot the ear. Yeah. It's by your bow. 
It is now the elves' turn. Behind you, Mrs. Tumbles. (laughs) (laughs) This is Tumbles. The last remaining scout will take his attack on Death Start. 16. Uh, That does not hit, but I can still make a uh, opportune parry to try and counter it. Yeah, you got to beat 16. Ooh, I do. It's a 19. All right. You successfully use your opportune parry. I see you've made a fatal mistake, and now I attack you. 14 to hit. 14 hits. Now I've got you just where I want you. I've bled all over you, and now you will bleed on me too. (laughs) Eight damage. Eight damage. With your rapier, you parry his blow from his hand axe and swing around and slice him right through the midriff for a nice bloody hit. Do I kill him? You do not kill him. No panache for you. So the elf that is clearly the leader has a kangaroo in front of him. So he will drop the bow, draw his longsword, and swing at the kangaroo. 22. It barely hits. Wow, I rolled a one. No way. Four. It's still alive. It's still alive? Oh my god. This is Tumble as you are a pinnacle of the light. The leader attacks with the longsword, and the kangaroo bounces around and gets the least possible damage. Oh, that sucks. That hurts. You can't stop Mrs. Tumble. I want to kill at least one of you guys. All right, we got the sorcerer left. The mage will put his hands together and rub them close, separate them, and out comes out magic missiles going straight towards Destart. Four, five damage. You cannot kill me even with your stupid lights. <laughs> How are you looking, Destart? I have had better days than this. I'll tell you that much right now. It is your turn. How is the elf in front of me looking? He's looking uh, unwell. I know, but so am I, and I am almost dead. I am just being as specific as you. (laughs) Well, I will not let my foe escape. I attack him with all the vigor I have in me. 17 to hit. That hit. Nine damage. And with that, the last elf scout falls. I regain panache with my finesse at filling my enemies in front of me. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Rosalind. If you want, you can move. Yeah, maybe you should uh, tactical retreat a bit. Back here or something. I will take my leave around the behind of this tree so they cannot see me bleeding everywhere. Yeah, with your second action, your move action, Rosalind. I would like to shift out from behind the tree to get a better shot at this mage person, this... Person? Filth. This scum, yes. I would like to take a shot with my longbow. All right, you take a shot at the mage. 19. 19 hits. ooh Seven damage. You successfully land an arrow into the mage. And <laughs> it is now... The kangaroo's turn. Yeah. Mrs. Tumbles is still alive. 
<laughs> going to strike out at the leader. Kangaroo. I was going to say Marlo. Marlo and me? Ah, only ten. So the kangaroo attempts to attack the elf leader that it is in combat with and misses. It is Marlo's turn. Marlo will pick up his bow and his elf ear, trophy, <laughs> and five foot adjust to his right. Flavor ear. Flavor elf ear, trophy. yes. And he will draw an arrow and aim it at the sorcerer elf, the filth. And he shall enact deadly aim on this shot. <laughs> and Marlowe forgets how to fire a bow and <laughs> just kind of limply follows out of the bow onto the ground. What's, yeah. What's very sad and disgusting. So while picking up the bow and moving and trying to study your target, and you just kind of hit the ground and lose. Yes, too many things. Yeah, too many things at once. It's the ear. What's the opposite of a fatty natty? I called it a skinny. <laughs> skinny skinny uni. Anyways, the head elf takes a swing at the kangaroo. He's very tired of this kangaroo. It's for a 20. That hits. 20 hits. <sighs> Come on, man. Four. It's dead. Thank God. Two ones against that kangaroo. That kangaroo is really hard to kill. <laughs> Damn marsupial. Uh, is it a marsupial? It is. Yeah, crazy. I need that. Uh, it is now the mage's turn. The mage is hurt. Bring him down. The mage takes a look at Marlo. He puts his hand over his face and passes it over. When his hand passes by, his face is a skull. Roll a will save. Oh, I'm already borderline insane. Oh boy, <laughs> a natural one. With a natural one. And like minus two on the will save. Yeah, that's two in a row, this dice is cursed. You are feared for four rounds. Oh no. I'm on your next turn, you will walk in the opposite direction of the mage as far as you can get. I am in the elevator. <laughs> it is Destart's turn. I reach down into my belt pouch and pull out a Cure Light Wounds potion and drink it. Six hit points. Nice. It is Rosalind's turn. I don't like all these positive thoughts raining through this forest. Protection from good. And I cast that on Marlo. So he gets an automatic save again with a plus two morale bonus to this against the same DC. No, I'm still just gonna think good thoughts and what is it? What is it though? go for a stroll. I feel You're not great. Not thinking good thoughts at all. You're no. thinking terrifying, terrifying. Thoughts. But these are good thoughts for me. You're I'm thinking, thinking about of puppies like, yeah. and Christmas mornings. A bunch of dwarves dancing in a meadow. Fresh gingerbread cookies. <laughs> oh. yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? So Snap you out of it. Hell, are you gonna move? I wish you happiness. I will, again, step behind the tree. Rocks. Okay, so Rosalind goes for more cover. She cannot be hit by either the mage or the boss. It is Marlo's turn. You will move as far away as you possibly can from the mage. I'm so happy. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Scrooge when he's seen all the ghosts. Yeah, Christmas spirit. 
<laughs> it is the elf boss's turn. He will drop his longsword and pick up his composite longbow again. He will go around the corner to take a shot at Death Start. So he moves into a position where Death Start has to double move to get close to him, but he can still hit him with his longbow and he shoots. 18. That equals my AC. That's here. 10. I fall unconscious. Death Start down. The mage will double move towards Rosalind. So now Rosalind and the mage are face to face. It is Death Start's turn. He is unconscious. Roll to stabilize. <coughs> that is a three. It is Rosalind's turn. With this filth in front of me. I would like to throw my bow down and pull out my morning star. Okay. All mother guide me. I will strike out at the mage. Yeah. For uh, an eight. Eight misses. Mm -hmm. It is now Marlo's turn and he will move as far away from the mage as possible. <laughs> I wish you good tidings. <laughs> what a great leader. It is the elf leader's turn, and he will double move to flank Rosalind. Oh no. It is the mage's turn. The mage will take a swing with her masterwork longsword. She rolls this. Oh, that looks like a, that is a one. <laughs> oh geez. Yeah, she rolled a one. Death starts down, roll two. See if you're still bleeding. It doesn't end in. All right, you've stabilized. You're not bleeding to death anymore. Great. Rosalind. This mage is causing me much grief. 20. 20's a hit. For 10 damage. Nice. That's 18 you put on her? No, 17 with the arrow. She can't have much more than that. The mage takes a mighty blow from your morning star, the symbol of your god. And he goes down to one knee and stands back up, and he's just barely left in the fight. It is now Marlo's turn, and he will run as far away as he can from the mage. Ice cream. I want ice cream. Who wants ice cream? Great leadership, as <laughs> always. And it is now the mage's turn. She will five foot step back. She will cast Ray of Frost. So the mage ray of frost for a 14. That hits my touch AC. Three on the D3 for the ray of frost. The main elf will take another shot with his bow for a 22. Holy shit, yeah. For 10 damage. Death's heart is just unconscious. It is Rosalind's turn. <coughs> I'm going to five foot adjust towards the mage and try to finish him off. Okay. Morning star, natural 20, fatty natty. Oh Ooh, no, well she. Eight. Clutch moment, no. eight, so what's your total? Oh, eight for that? Um, it'd be 12. That's a miss. So I do damage, I do 10 damage. 
10 damage, Still and really you good. flatten the face of that mage, and he crumples down in a heap. We're still in this fight. You still got a move action because you only did a five foot adjust? Uh, you can't do a move action and five foot adjust. Oh, five foot adjust is for like, if you don't do a move action. I see. And you avoid the attack of opportunity. Yeah. Marlo will use his last turn to run as far away as possible. <laughs> and it is the leader elf's turn. He will take this chance to Come around shoot. You in the face. He will move around the tree to make sure there's no cover. And this might be it. Unless, well, there's always a chance Marlo comes back. It saves the day. Oh, I'm coming. Fatty Natty uh -oh. for the elf leader. Uh -oh. Let's go. Confirm. Uh-oh. 10, 18. Sorry, 18? Yeah. Does not confirm. Does oh, not confirm? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Yes, he's 20. Oh. Oh my god. Oh, I was so close. Well, this might do it still. Yeah. Very close. Six. Still alive. God <laughs> wow. damn it. If I confirm that, oh, you'd have been dead. Absolutely. It is Destart's turn. Blah, blah, blah. Rosalind. Mother is calling. Yeah. You should probably summon someone. You're dead. I know I'm dead. Yeah. So I'm just, I just play dead. I was trying to get rid of the mage first because otherwise. Oh, that, absolutely. Yes, Rosalind will retreat back behind this tree and summon Mrs. Tumbles too. Another <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Tumbles. And Mrs. Tumbles will attack. Yeah. Is this with a trip action too? It will be if I hit, yeah. Uh, 18 to hit. Oh. It's pretty close. Delicious. 18 misses. What? Yes, it does. Has this guy have even had any damage on him? He oh. has zero damage on him. Oh, yikes. This is still very true. He is still a formidable character. But he doesn't have a melee weapon. Marlo, it is your turn. I'll do you a favor. You're about here. What have I been? You are basically further than the camp was at the start of the battle. What nonsense have I been doing? Ice cream. He's coming to. <laughs> and you hear fighting in the distance. You try to move back. It is the elf's turn. Five foot just, five foot adjust away from the kangaroo. Shoots it in the face with a bow. Rolls a two. It is now Death Star's turn. He is unconscious. Rosalind. I move towards Death Star and administer a healing potion into his mouth. Uh, to pull it out and put it in is a full round action. Okay, I will, on the move, I can pull it out? Yeah. And then standard action to pour it, or I need a full round to pour it in after? You need, well, how far, how far away with you? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a full round action to feed someone a potion. Me and Alexei ran into this one day. Okay, on the way over, I'm gonna pull one out and drink one myself. Yeah. Get six healing back. And I have another one to just give you the next full round when I'm standing right beside you. Yeah. And Mrs. Tumbles will, Mrs. Tumbles 2 will move forward and try another attack on the bad man. And just to be clear for the edit, it's a full round action to administer the potion. I already know that's not a hit. Okay, so Mrs. Tumbles 2 misses. Uh, Marlo's turn. You're almost on the I'm back. coming. I'm quite close. I do believe I'm about to arrive. It's yes. the elf's turn, five foot step away from the kangaroo. 
Shoot it in the face. That's for 20. That hits. Seven. Uh, that is enough to kill it. So the elf takes a five foot step away, pulls his bow back and smokes Mrs. Tumbles two in the face for seven damage. She is dead. It is Destart's turn. Rosalind. I would like to pull out my last healing potion and pour it down Destart's gullet. So you use a full round action. Roll to see how much life you get. I put it uncomfortably close to the back of his throat. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still with us? Thank you very much. Good to see you are still with us, brother. That was six healing. I am now at three hit points. Marlo's turn. You can move yourself now. You're back actually on the map. Marlo will ready his bow and aim at the elf leader. Scum. I want to study the elf leader. If you're helpless. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we shall take a shot. Miss. I like the sound of that. So if you can shoot him, he can shoot you. And he will take aim. 18. That's how many AC I have. Fancy that. Take seven. What? We all saw who the better archer was there. It is now Destart's turn. I'm still sitting on the ground. I reach into my belt pouch and I pull out one more potion for another four points of healing. All right. Is that a full round action? No, I can still move. You can still get up. I get up. It is Rosalind's turn. 30 feet in front of Rosalind, after moving away from Death Start to move towards the scum that has left, I summon my final Mrs. Tumbles 3. Okay. <laughs> Third Mrs. Tumbles. I hope she knows what happened to the other two. They don't talk much. Marlo. But Nadina gets a turn. Oh, it gets to move? Yeah. Yeah. Go, Mrs. Tumbles 3. Nope, that's an 11. Okay, so Mrs. Tumble 3 misses. It is Marlo's turn. Marlowe shall take another shot. That's a shot into combat, but you got that... Precision. Yeah, precision shot. Oh, yes, delightful. 22. 22 hits. 10 damage. 10 damage. Oh, wait, study target is uh, plus one to damage. Jesus Christ, Mike. 11. 11 damage. As he takes a mighty blow from Marlowe. It is the elf's turn. And he will five foot adjust and take another shot at Marlowe. Bring it, you bitch. 26. Oh, okay. He brought it. Nine. Is Marlo still alive? He's not even worried about the Barely. third kangaroo. He just wants you to know he's a better artist. Do I have healing potions? I don't know if that's part of the regular kit. Not if you didn't grab any, no. no. If you didn't buy healing potions, you don't got healing potions. Why are you looking a little shoddy? Is your HP a little low? It's very high. Some okay. would say even the okay. highest. Death start, your turn. All right, it is time to spring back into action. I move past Rosalind on the battlefield. But I do not like the look of those arrows shooting out from that elf. Rosalind, as Destart moves close to the boss, around cover, around a tree, close by. 
Um, before my kangaroo moves in, I would like to shoot before he's in combat. Bobby gone. Ah, no. It's 15. Uh, yet another arrow flies by the elf boss, harmlessly into a tree. Now Mrs. Tumbles will step forward. Five foot step and attack. All right. No. Ten. That is a miss. It is Marlo's turn. Marlo will take another shot, and then he will not forget to move after this shot is taken. Classic Marlo. Twenty. That is a hit. Oh, got it. Nice. Nice. Twelve damage. Arrow after arrow goes past the elf boss until finally this one connects, just dodging the left ear of the kangaroo and going through the throat of the elven boss as he falls, bleeding to the ground. Yes, choke on that, you dirty, filthy scum. As leader, Marlo, what do you do? Marlo will issue orders to the nearest party member to stabilize this mage. That is the kangaroo. And to quickly... Mrs. Tumbles 3. Bind the mage as well with expert sleight of hand movements. That mage is dead. What? Oh yeah, I killed her. Only named characters bleed out. I don't get that. Oh. You... Why don't you feed him a potion while I tie him up? Yes, I'll bring him back so he doesn't... So I'll Disappear. need a sleight of hand for the tying of the ropes. You get six health back. That is a 14. Oh, sorry, five health back. All right. So you successfully tie the leader up. We use a potion to restore his health above zero now. Maybe we should take the arrow out first. Right, because then we can put one back in again. <laughs> Does anyone speak Elven? Ew. No. Don't speak filth. And we shall take him as our prisoner back to Kalam. Speak a better language or we will cut out your tongue anyway. I cannot stand this man's babbling. I just tie up a... A gag around his mouth. Yes. Good idea, Destart. Stop that filthy language from poisoning our ears. So none of you speak Elven. But you do have one Elven prisoner. What is your next action? Combat is over. Uh, I believe we will search the bodies and then... Vaminos. Maybe we should inspect the camp for any valuables. Oh, yes, the camp, too. We take 20 to search the village. So you throw the elven leader in the back of the caravan, I'm assuming. Yes. All tied up and gagged. You take 20 to search the village, as you just said. And with all the loot from all the rest of the elves, you get 156 gold. You get three bags of gems. Then you get a note. You find the note in the leader's tent. He had just finished writing it before the horn was blown. Bringing back the caravan and the camels and the elven leader and the note with the bright sun of the All Mother 
pouring all over you, you cannot help but feel that this has been a great day. Three days go past without incident and you make it back to the capital. You bring the elven leader and the note to Echo. Echo is ecstatic that you brought him a live prisoner to play with. He explains to you what the note says. It says the party has been extracted from Mavis's hideout. They are on their way to Norg. Bosidine is with them. The mission begins. He shoos you away as he wants to play with his new toy and get even more information out of them. And you can go down the hallway knowing you have done something good this day. You have rid the world of infidels. Very nice. I say we go and toss one back at the local tavern. Yes, I have a new batch of foie gras for you, Destard. I cannot wait to sink my teeth into it. You go to the bar and you hold your heads up high, knowing you did a good thing today. Yes, rest in piss, you dirty filth. Back to the warmth we must go. <laughs>